Discovering Chinese dramas in 2018 opened up a whole new world of Asian dramas to me, and I've been hooked ever since. Four years later, Tea and Soju was born, so that I can extend my love of Chinese dramas and Asian dramas in general to others out there and find a community. So, sit back and let's chat Asian dramas. Hello and welcome back to the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast, Drama Trio Edition. I'm your host, Liliana. I'm Jess. I'm Caitlin. And today, you don't only get the three of us, but we have a returning guest. So say hello to Becky. Hello, I'm Becky. (laughs) Hi, you would have heard Becky in one of the episodes we recorded, I think a couple of weeks back from the release of this one. Uh, So if you haven't heard that one, go and check it out. We had a lot of fun. So you get four hosts today for the price of, you know, tea and soju. (laughs) so to speak so and what are we doing today today we are going to be doing a genre special and i will get into just that into just a second but i will just be doing a little bit of housekeeping if you enjoy the podcast please go and subscribe and share and do all of those things that really helps the podcast to reach other people and if you'd like to support some more we have patreon where i'm doing weekly uh reviews on currently airing dramas that i can't talk about on the main podcast and you also get behind the scenes over on there so that's on patreon and then all of the socials for all of us will be linked in the description notes so go and follow all of us we have a lot of fun on the socials and if you want to chat to any of us about any of our picks go and do that there so that's all the uh, housekeeping out of the way and what are we doing so on tea and soju last season i started the genre series and this episode came about because because I recorded with Becky and then was talking to Caitlin and Jess and we were saying it would be fun to record the four of us do you know an episode together so we kind of went on to then choose the genre series now how this is going to work is all of us have picked a genre and we've picked five dramas within that genre uh, to talk about and that's what we'll be doing i would recommend you grabbing a drink because this is going to be a long one it's definitely going to be a two-parter there's no way we can do this all in just one episode so that's everything out of the way let's get right into it but before we do let's just go through what order we're going to go and i we picked the well I picked the order by, you guys know those like spin wheel names things that you put (laughs) the names in. So I just put all of our names into one of those and that's the order that came out of that. So I will be first. It just came out that way. And I have the genre youth found family slash found family. And I picked this because it's one of my favorite genres in any type of, uh, you know, Asian country. And also you guys will notice that some of my top ones are not the ones i picked for the five dramas just simply because i've talked about them but there will be some honorable mentions at the end of part two so you'll hear about those then but i try to pick dramas that i haven't really talked about before so you know that that's where we're going so becky is up next and what did you pick becky for your genre So I picked romance because that is my absolute favorite genre. Um, And I just kind of picked a lot of the shows that I really enjoy and just 
I've rewatched a lot. I picked a lot of the shows I've rewatched. Um, and then I did add in a new one I watched, which is, which is a Japanese drama, just for fun. Um, but yeah, we love a good romance. <laughs> We do, we do. So Caitlin will be up next. And what is your genre, Caitlin? I picked crime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it be, that would be, if you picked anything else, I would be like, where is Caitlin? What have you done? You know, what is wrong with you? Uh, and then, um, uh, so yeah, go ahead. What? Yeah. How did you go about the, uh, you know, picking your dramas? Um, I kind of picked some of my old favorites, but then I also tried to pick a couple that people might not have seen or might not have heard of. Um might not have like been talked about a whole bunch so yeah a good mix yeah and then lastly we have Jess Jess how did you go you know what's your genre and how did you go about picking it out my genre is historical slash period costume mm -hmm. and I asked a lot of questions a few days ago <laughs> because I was like trying to get my list together and I wanted it to be as accurate and perfect as possible and what happened was I thought I would come in with two lists, one for K-dramas and one for C-dramas. And then y'all were like, no, 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 we're combining lists. And I was like, oh, shit. So I had some serious trouble narrowing it down. There are quite a few honorable mentions on my list, but I ended up going with stuff that is really impactful that made a really big impression on me when I first watched it. And I am on the fence about a <laughs> even right now I'm on the fence about a couple of them um because they are more recent and I don't want to subscribe to recency bias where it's like I just yeah. watched this and it's fresh in my mind and I had such mm. a great experience and also I feel like they're a little more well known so maybe I'll just knock yeah. those out <laughs> and keep to stuff that I really enjoyed and I think only a couple of them are like lesser known to be quite yeah. honest with you yeah I feel like all of them you might might have heard of but yeah no guys you should you should have seen so the four of us have an instagram like conversation between the four of us and there's jess like literally panicking at us and saying how am i gonna narrow my list down and then i had questions like okay would you guys consider wuxia and xian says like historical period costumes dramas and you guys were like no and i was like okay well that makes it a lot easier for me actually so no shenches on my list no we can do we can come back together and we can do another genre episode where we just do a shancha episode because oh, i Lord. feel like you know <sighs> we uh, we're you know already that, quaking that is right up your alley that is right up your alley so you know note it down guys we can we will do one we'll do an episode on shancha we'll circle uh, back for the fantasy girlies but yeah, by yeah, now yeah. this is all true like historicals yeah so. yeah and actually i i was thinking the other day i'm in my i feel like i'm in my historical era right now for chinese dramas because they are just giving right now so <laughs> you know but without further ado so that's how we picked our genres and whatnot let's go right into you know our picks and i'm the first one i was gonna say <laughs> i'm already forgetting the order but i am the first one so the first one i've got on my list and i think jess has watched this one if i'm not mistaken it's a chinese drama called nothing but you and it stars wu lei and zu yutong have you what did you not watch this? no i haven't watched this because so after I watched 
long story short, no, I haven't watched it because <laughs> like, I'm try- I I want to get into more Wu Lei stuff because mm-hmm. he blew me away this year with Love Like the Galaxy. So I haven't watched it, but I've heard good things about it. But then I'm also like, contemporary C dramas are have consistently not been my bag. Okay, well, if that makes any let sense. me try and sell this one to okay. you. Right. Do it. I'm gonna try. So, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. So Becky, watch the first episode. <laughs> I have Becky an idea, a, but what it, it is? Was, you know, I mean, you know the mannequin part. I was like, what is going on? Right. I am uh, gonna <laughs> just I, space. <laughs> wait, wait. You've got to watch out because there is two dramas named Nothing But You. There is one that is like, and I think they both came out the same year or within a year of each other. This is the one starring Rulay. It's about like a badminton player. Uh, so there is, you know, that. So if you guys are, you know, thinking it's because the other one is bonkers and just bonkers in general. This one is not. This one is more like a found family. That's why I picked it. It is a Nuna romance. Our female lead is much older what? than our male lead. Um, but the story. So basically, the story is he has been a prodigy uh, badminton player and you know something happens in his life that makes him so he reaches a certain amount of points and as soon as he reaches that amount of points he can't like his game completely changes and he can't seem to play anymore there's a trauma story there so that's his like where he's at in life and people are like starting to think that they need to change it up because like he's not the prodigy prodigy that he was you know five years ago now basically she is an executive at a, a company that does like sportswear and they are looking for um like athletes to wear the clothes so that they can promote the company's clothes she kind of comes in contact with him and basically what happens is that they kind of like form a connection and she sees something in him and she wants to help him Now they go through this whole thing and he decides that he just can't make it in badminton. So he actually quits the sport and he decides like she goes up to him and she goes, make the change from badminton to a tennis player. Like you can do it. And they go through this whole thing where it's really hard for a person of any age to make that change from one sport to the next. And she's like, she believes in him. And then she actually gets given the task. So the company owns this tennis club that is just like bleeding money. It's not working out. And she gets given the task to make that tennis club basically, you know, a profitable business. So everybody in the tennis club kind of like comes together. And that's where your found family is born, is like at the tennis club. And it's them building that relationship and coming together to you know supporting each other and making the you know tennis club profitable now the company kind of does something bad to her and like leaves her out to dry and they come you know together even more to kind of like promote this now the romance between the male lead and the female lead chef's kiss it's done really really well and also if you've watched go ahead 
the male leads like stepdad in this is the dad from go ahead it's noodle dad from go ahead and he is brilliant he plays another brilliant dad over in this drama so you know i really loved it i think the romance was done really well i loved the build of you know because at the beginning nobody in the tennis club believes that he can become a successful tennis player and like his sheer work that he puts into it and like he just perseveres through and he pushes and pushes and pushes and like she just supports him through it and you know the whole club kind of sees his dedication and they kind of like start to want to help him as well so they kind of all come together for him to become a better player but also for the tennis club itself to kind of like go to the next uh stage and become you know in general a better place so so you had me you had me at wule you had me at sports (laughs) drama and you had me at nuna romance so we're good yeah put it (laughs) definitely have to watch it Yeah. yeah yeah put it on your list i and actually I didn't think it dragged that much or anything. The romance is fairly slow, but it's like, it's a nice buildup. They talk about a lot of things and actually their communication is done so well, especially for him, who's like a younger guy. They have conversations because yes, there is an age gap and there's certain things that come with an age gap relationship that you have to talk about. And they talk about all of that and, you know, they lay their cards on the table with each other. So I I really, really liked it. It is from earlier on this year. Um, so yeah, and it's available in a bunch of places. Like it's on WeTV, it's on iQIYI, it's on Viki. So it's fairly like readily available to watch. Uh, the reason why I picked it is because like there is very much a found family within the tennis club and them just like coming together. So I really, really enjoyed this one. So that's my it first. It's like a like, warm blanket. It so is. It so is because it's that kind of like uh, drama that I don't know. Did you guys watch Racket Boys from two years ago? No, but here's a funny story. So I'm on TikTok and I have some user, some follower who consistently posts that I need to watch Racket Boys. I'll post like some random video and they'll be like, have you seen Racket Boys? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I haven't seen it yet. So, like, it's that type of feel. It, you know, if the listeners have, you know, seen Racket Boys, it's that type of feel. Uh, and it's like that type of drama that you may not care anything about the uh, the sport itself, but you're rooting so much for that, you know, for the characters. And you just want them to succeed that when they're doing, like, the uh, shots of them playing, you're like, come on, you know, you need to win, win. And you just get so excited about it. So, yeah, I definitely really, really enjoyed it. Have I convinced you, Jess? I used to play tennis in high school, and I took tennis when I was in college. And so I really loved that sport. But then I also, this year, was it this year? Yeah, this year I watched Love All Play. Mm. Really enjoyed that show. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's super underrated, and you you can barely find it, which is probably why it's underrated. But yeah, yeah that's badminton. So we're, we're intertwining yeah. here, and I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's really, really cool. And actually, I even like the secondary couples and everything. I enjoyed all the secondary couples and like, you know, secondary characters. I thought they worked really well. So yeah, that's nothing but yay. That's all you have to say. Secondary character. Yeah, it's so I hard. know. It's See, so that's hard how to I find sell. a C-drama. That's <laughs> how I sell. That's how you sell a show to Becky is you talk about the secondary couple. 
side. Like you don't actually hate them, so you can you can not watch to, it not, and not have they, to skip no, through no, their no, parts. No, no, so. no, no, they're good. They're good. They're couples. There's like okay. an older couple uh, of a coach and a dietitian, and oh. that they work for the club. <laughs> and the like, the uh, coach has kind of like given up a little bit on life. He's meant to be a brilliant coach, but he's also like just become a bit of an alcoholic. And the dietitian is just like comes in and like whips him into shape like nobody's business and you know it's great it's great there's you know there's a younger couple as well that kind of like get together and they think life is going to be super easy and then like reality kind of hits them and they still stick together and they kind of work through it so i thought like even the secondary couples and third couples did really really well in this i think throughout it everything was really well written so i was happy with it so, so yeah. Have so, I sold it? Have I sold it? You well, sold it. My watch list is like a mile long. So I did that. watch the first episode though, and I remember it because it was so weird. Because like he was running, and then she was she was um that executive. She was running an event, and then the mannequin falls, oh, and they think oh. it's a real person. So like the whole company gets slandered. But it's like yes, they find it's out a mannequin. It's, yeah, that is true. So basically, it's a crazy first episode. It is. It is, and it's nothing to do with the story is about so basically right? he he has to make money and he signs up to be like a pacemaker in a marathon which just means like he has to keep gotcha. a certain pace throughout the whole marathon and he has to like it, it's really really cute actually they want him to wear these ears and he doesn't want to wear these blooming ears so she kind of like comes up to him and like you know that's how they first meet they have like their first meet that she's organizing the event for the company and there is this blooming mannequin and they do run into it and the mannequin kind of like falls and yeah the company does go a bit awol um but that gets resolved very very quickly the first episode is not like reflective of what the drama is going to be about i think once you really get into the story of like them having the tennis club and him making the choice of switching from badminton into tennis that's where the story like really picks up and like gets really really good but you do need the sort of background of where both the characters are coming from to be able to get to that uh to that place and I was like, there's a moment where I had like, you know, slight tears in my eyes because it's like his story is a pretty sad one. And I feel like it's a beautifully handled, you know, so I, I really, really enjoyed it. So that that's, you know, my first pick. And it's one that I haven't really talked about on the podcast. So, so yeah, that's, you know, nothing but yes. <laughs> and now I've convinced, you know, I, I'm glad I convinced you guys. That's so. Yeah, go and check it out. Honestly, give it a couple more episodes. Uh, it's one of those that it needs those more episodes. And also, this is a completely different character for Wule because he's very like, he he's acting his age in this drama. He's like, you know, a 24-year-old carefree kind of guy. Uh, but he's hiding a lot of like... Um, issues and a lot of like problems within himself so he and he does it so well he's he so young so but well. so talented oh, god he really is and zuyi tong she's like one of those actresses that i love but she's so underrated she's not very um well known i think especially for international fans she's not an actress that a lot of international fans know about but she is really good and she does like varied uh, projects so i i really really like her 
So, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's my first pick. Should we move on, Becky? What was your first drama on your list? Oh gosh. Um. So I have <laughs> to ask you guys first. Have you seen um Just Between Lovers? I have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have. I need to before I go into it. Did you like it? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No. But, okay. <laughs> Why I did you not okay. like it, Caitlin? So talk this to me. is the one with Jung Ho, right? Juno. Juno. Yeah. So yes, the reason why uh, I hated it. So I hated. Avoided, I avoided. <laughs> I avoided this drama like the plague. Avoided <laughs> it like the plague. Until I was forced to do it in a group watch. And that was the only way I was ever going to watch this because one, I heard it like would make me cry severely. And it did. I cried for the entire episode, every episode for the entire (laughs) drama. And I hate crying. So I literally was like just bawling my eyes out the entire 16 hours of this drama. (laughs) And so that is why I absolutely hate this drama. So so this is the warning. So it hit you. It hit you in the feels, so and you don't you don't want that. You don't want that. But she the does. thing about me though is, I literally cry when I see a tear on screen. It's nothing <laughs> to do with feels. I cried at Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> You're like, like, like nothing. Yeah. So the minute, the minute I saw anybody cry in that show, and there was a lot, a lot of, of crying, crying. I was about to say, I a lot was of just like, I cannot handle this. <laughs> Okay, so. so here's my quick story with just between lovers. So totally different than Caitlin. Way different than Caitlin. So I'm like, I need <laughs> for me. I loved Ijuno and I watched it and he he's amazing in it. I don't think he he's the worst part of the show. I just think I was over like shared trauma stories. Yeah. And that's what that story is. Like they have this shared trauma. And then he's acting circles around his co-star. She is like dead weight. I just thought she was so, such a flat line of a person character. And I thought that it was uneven because like they weren't evenly matched. And then I was also bored out of my mind because it was like the same thing over and over in each episode. And I watched 15 out of 16 episodes. And I was like, I'll come back to this. It's been like three, four years and i haven't finished just between lovers so Kayla's laughing. So that's why i didn't like it but i loved ito in it i just didn't like the drama as a whole maybe i need to return to it although again the watch list is a mile long so unlikely where are you going with this becky i think we started think, off yeah, yeah i think well, i think now i want to change it i want to change the drama i'm talking about i have i have a lot i have a lot of options but i just want to say just between lovers it's a very healing drama it's a very emotional drama i think it's like if yeah, it is. you really <laughs> but that was like my one like romance like it's a healing but you know what i have another healing one so we're gonna stick with it and like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no no. (laughs) well i've seen it so i've seen it like three or four times but i have to tell you when i first watched it i was like 
the thing about this drama is it's like it's very traumatic and you need to go into watching i mean the first episode you literally watch her sister die and them get trapped yeah. under a building it, like right. it sets the tone it's traumatic but it it just does i really loved like the cinematography and just the story itself and like even the side characters like they all started to kind of like grow on me and I don't know I think it's just one of those like older dramas that I'm just like I love this drama in my heart it just is but now that I've heard your guys opinion, <laughs> I'm gonna we disliked it for wildly I, different reasons I know no and I'm like is it that bad do I need to rewatch it and like reanalyze that because I mean I watched it a long time ago and I think it's just one of those comfort dramas for me but I do remember I, listen, the there's the a reason scene... why I was forced into a group watch for this drama because <laughs> oh my I, god people knew I was never going to watch this drama unless I was forced to watch it but you liked so, it right like besides I mean, the crying it was traumatic for me <laughs> it was like, traumatic. No, but it was like, no, I did not find it healing whatsoever. I cried for 16 episodes. No oh way. Oh my God. I am never watching that drama ever again. But don't take it. Don't take it off your list just because I did not. I'm not, like not going to take it off my list. But like I said, I did have two healing dramas. So okay. I feel like because of the negative reactions, I the did. <laughs> I am just gonna shift over to my other option. She's she's never gonna want to record with us again, guys. <laughs> the whole time, because I can just imagine the whole time I'm talking about it, just like you scowling, like, just like I hated this. I don't want to hear about the trauma. Of watching it was either it, it was you you went up. It was either we were gonna tell you immediately, or we were gonna wait till you like sung its praises, and then we were like, like yeah. After, you're so like, bad news. My thing. No, it's totally okay. I'm, I think it's just one of those like older dramas that I think it was like the first couple of dramas I watched when I first mm. got into like ah. K-dramas. So it's just like, it's just one of those like, oh, like it's just safe and, and nice. Although it is very sad. I will say you cry a lot. Um, it's but sad and it's melancholy and I don't mind melancholy shows. Okay. But it's a lot. It's, it's a really lot. Fun. It's a, maybe if it was, it would benefit from the 2023 12 episode thing that's rampant nowadays because it was a lot of emotions and it was more of the same every episode like there wasn't a sort of like ebb and flow of it it was constantly emotions and tensions were running high in every single episode and to what end like I didn't find it very healing but again I don't know if I was watching it in the wrong headspace but I was I I remember feeling that Ijuno was like spinning gold out of the plot. Cause I was like, he's way better than whatever's happening on screen. When they get together though, they're so cute and they just kind of they're good for each other. But let's move on from it. Let's move <laughs> no, on. No, no, no. But like I, I was I was gonna say earlier that I do remember that scene where she gets a cold or she gets sick, and then he goes to visit her and she's like, Oh, don't get too close, like don't kiss me because you're gonna get sick. And he was like, Well, I wanna get sick or something. And, and then they kiss yeah, any, anyway. Yeah, like that's a good scene. scene. Yeah, I they had scene. some. They had some good scenes, but yeah, no, it is sad, and I don't know why I started off with that one. So we'll okay. <laughs> the one this is one everyone knows. Okay, so like I feel like I'm just like reiterating. Um, but let's just let's go with um. Okay, so our beloved summer, obviously. Oh, our, I love, oh okay. I love our beloved summer. <laughs> <laughs> and like we we've talked about our beloved summer, but yeah. um. 
Okay. And this is, this is less traumatizing. Um, if you have not seen our beloved summer, um, essentially, I mean, you, you guys have all seen it, right? Caitlin hasn't, I don't think. Oh my gosh. Um, I have to explain, I'm not a huge romance person. So you're going to hate all it's, my It's kind of like, <laughs> no, she, she doesn't like the genre. It. It's probably going to be like 50-50 if I've seen them or not. Okay, okay. But uh, so- I will I mean, let you know if I've seen them. I will tell you. Good, good. Because then I'll know. I'll be like, wow, sh- they've seen it. Oh my goodness. We'll have to, that's exciting. Um, but okay, so I mean, um, Our Beloved Summer, you guys, basically, for the viewers that um, haven't watched it, it's so- fun it's basically mm-hmm. like we're seeing them when when the story first starts in the future like we're seeing their future lives we're seeing this girl who's in this like business position and she has to find this artist but then we're also seeing like their past and we're seeing all of these flashbacks where she was in this relationship for like a long period of time they really loved each other they had a really bad breakup um and then obviously they they meet each other again um in the future but i skipped so much i haven't seen it in a while i did a rewatch recently but um i love I, I love it it's, it's so healing and just it's so comfort when you watch mm-hmm. it some people say it's too slow but mm-hmm. i think i just think it's such a beautiful story but basically okay <clears throat> we start from the beginning so basically <laughs> From from the past, these two get roped into doing like a documentary video. Okay. He is the lowest of the class. She's the top of the class. They don't get along. They keep clashing. And eventually, like they slowly start to to get closer. And you're watching this documentary and you're seeing that they're like they're getting closer and and then we find out they were in a relationship and then that was obviously something happened and they broke up and then years and years and years later they reconnect again and he's the well is this a spoiler it's, it happens in the beginning you find this might out. be a little spoiler yeah. Yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah. gonna say the spoiler but they end up reconnecting um and then having to kind of work together again mm-hmm. and then they fall in love and there's a lot of like healing between the both of them from their past relationships and other things that they never really covered when they were dating like they really open up to each other and it's just such a beautiful story mm-hmm. the cinematography is amazing the hosts top notch are amazing <laughs> like, kim tae young doing the ost you know so good so um, yeah <laughs> but that's like my my top like healing pick mm-hmm. and i've like i said i've heard people say they're like it's just boring and i'm gonna be <sighs> completely honest with you when i first watched it it does like lull in a couple of episodes where it just gets a lot slower so a lot of the times you know like people will just be like oh this is too slow the story's not going anywhere and then they just stop watching it yeah but i picked it up like i paused it for like a couple of months and i picked it up and i was so mad at myself i was like why <laughs> why did I stop watching this amazing drama? Like I finished it. I'm like, that was like the best ending. It was the best story, the best mm. characters. Like I was so mad. And then I rewatched it and I just rewatch it all the time now. And it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's my comfort healing romance drama. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. Our Beloved I, Summer feels like one of those that I had an immediate connection with and I didn't find it slow. I found it really vibey and I adored the cinematography. I loved the characters and it felt a lot more like a character study and that you were going really deep onto why 
they broke up and, you know, where their relationship could go in the future and just getting through like your, your not trauma, but like your issues that make you think that you can't sustain a relationship, even if it's your soulmate. And I, I thought, I remember thinking when I was watching, I was like, if this is the direction the K-dramas are going, like we're in great hands. I cannot wait for the future of K-dramas. Yeah. And then then, 2023 hit. And then a few (laughs) years later, I'm like, what's going on? Agreed. (laughs) Look, to me, to me, that was my heyday of Korean dramas. I was Mm. living my best life. And it's probably around that time where I was watching way more Korean dramas than I was watching Chinese dramas. And to me, yeah, like, it's clearly, I think this is what, two years old, this drama? Is it two years old? It's a pandemic three? show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it's either two or three years old. And I can still clearly remember episode 11. I'm not going to say what it is, but if you've watched it, it's the kiss scene in episode 11. Like, that's all I need to say. It is one of the best kiss scenes I've ever watched. The, you know, Kim Dae-young's OST playing in the background. And it's just so, so beautifully done. Like, it to this day, I still can clearly see the whole scene happening. And that's a true testament to how good of a drama it is and how much I enjoyed it. That, you know, all of these years later, I still very clearly remember that scene. So I I really, really loved Our Beloved Summer. The acting as well in that, mm. top notch. It was brilliant, so brilliant acting in it. Because at its root, it's such like a simple story in a sense. So there's not really a lot of, um, it's like Jess was saying, it's not really, you know, there's not a lot of story to it in terms of like angst or drama or anything like that. It is about people at, at the end of the day. So if the actors couldn't pull off the characters like so flawlessly, it wouldn't have worked. Um, the actors kind of need to captivate the audience. And for me, they definitely did. So yeah, I really, really, it's to this day, it's still one of my favorite Korean dramas, I would say. Me too. It's a 2021. So oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah pandemic. Yeah two years two years older two almost three years so you know it's a really good one i i would definitely completely get behind that choice thank you just between lovers is still valid okay mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's not valid it just so happens that two two of us watched it and didn't like it that's i know it's okay I we watched can... it i watched just between lovers i did watch it um to this day it's still one of those dramas that i can't make my mind up about it because i think the acting like dress was saying it by e june ho was really good that was a drama that proved to me that he could really really act and that mm. i really enjoyed you know him as an actor but like this story itself like caitlin was says a little bit too traumatic heavy like trauma heavy for me <laughs> The flashbacks, I didn't really like rewatching. I'm like, they do these a lot. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Like, it's a lot. Pain like, it's a all lot. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just one of those comfort dramas for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you think this is like. I don't it's know a, why. Honestly, I'm I've heard saying. that. I like I've seeing heard that pain. a lot. I've yeah. heard that a lot. A lot of people have this as one of their comfort dramas maybe because of just their journey in general like where yeah. they start like really broken up people and by the end they're kind of like you know they have on the road other. yeah on the road to be mended i guess that would be you know the healing part of it so so yeah but that's 
Becky's choices. Let's get Caitlin. Let's. I feel like you know the order this is going in. We're going to cry. cry. I was about to say. Look, look, polar opposites. Look, if it's a Korean drama, there's a little bit of both in one single drama. So you know, just saying. So Caitlin, what's uh, what's your first drama? Um, so my list is not ranked whatsoever. I just kind of threw stuff on a page. So, um, in no particular order, my first drama is a Taiwanese drama called The Victim's Game. It's on Netflix. It's eight episodes long. I still need season two. <laughs> um, it's 2020. It stars, um, Joseph Chang and Tiffany Su. Su oh, I H- know her. Su- oh, is I this a reunion? I want to say yes. This is a reunion, the right? They started another game. drama. Let me here. look it up. The victims. I'm guy. also looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so quick synopsis of this: basically, Joseph Chang plays a forensic scientist, forensics detective. Like he part, he's part, he's basically the forensics guy, and he finds out that his estranged daughter is involved in a series of murders, and basically needs to figure out what her role in these murders are is she a victim is she a perpetrator that type of thing um he also is on the spectrum so they also play into that and how he uh deals with relationships and working and things like that um beautifully i might add um but the like the great thing about it is just like because of the title the victims game the even though it's like a series of murders and they're all linked together every episode is about one murder until Mm. you get to the end and it's basically the victim's story told through this forensics detective and then tiffany sue plays a reporter who's uh investigating this and then also helping him find his daughter so they kind of team up and help him find his daughter you've sold me on it because all you have to say if i'm gonna watch a crime i really really enjoy crime thrillers that are kind of like a story per episode because that just works for me better i think you know in that type of setting you can do like multiple seasons and stuff like that and it works really well and i just realized where i've seen her i saw a chinese drama called dear diary which is wild and i loved it so that's where i remember her from she played a main role in that drama so Uh so yeah uh i saw her in man in love have you seen that movie i don't think i have yeah Mm-hmm. I don't I haven't watched I it. think I didn't I lost my mind when I found out that she married that actor like the male yes. lead in Man yes. in Love did she yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love like, it when that happens yeah <laughs> I love it when that happens I mean mm-hmm. the most recent one of that like happening is uh by Jing Ting and Song Yifei I think she's called Song Yifei they did Destined together and they were confirmed to be like in a relationship together and they just did like this is rare even if you're like seen as a couple they just basically did a red carpet together for the Aichi Scream Night and he's like you know he is technically the biggest star I would say but 
but she he's just like giving her all the room to shine and he's just like it's adorable to watch them so so yeah wow. i do love it it's great when like people get to like just be in love without people being annoying <laughs> Stephanie Shu. Oh, this is where I know her. It started with a kiss slash like kiss again, and Autumn's Concerto. Wow, uh-huh. oh, I haven't watched any of those. Autumn's what? Autumn's Concerto is I a haven't. classic. I you have to watch Autumn's Concerto. <laughs> Are we adding this to the review pile? <laughs> it must be watched. We, we should, me, uh, I'm gonna make a note. Me listening back to this, make a note that we need to add this to the drama trio <laughs> list. <laughs> I'm shocked you haven't watched Autumn's Concerto. Like it I, broke me. <laughs> look, I am making a note now. Look, if it broke you, is it that? traumatic because we've literally just talked about the traumatic did it come into, out in 2009 yes it came out? yeah okay. yes mm-hmm. right i yeah. am writing it down so i don't forget because i have a goldfish memory uh autumns and this is we- where i first saw vanessa Wu as well yep. is this what is it a movie or is it no a it's, a it's a show it's a, it's a show. show okay okay i've added it am i going to be traumatized by it no okay maybe i don't know caitlin am i gonna be traumatized by it <laughs> i mean i i don't know i, I really <laughs> <Great>. don't know <laughs> great i've uh, i've made a note i've made a note right jess what's okay. your first one i'm really intrigued to see what jess is <laughs> gonna look like after all the, <laughs> the so i am torn about what to say first <laughs> I'm looking at the list and I'm like, oh shit, it's pretty angsty. I <laughs> would it I be go with... look, look, would it be a you uh list if it wasn't angsty? I'm an angsty bitch. I've you said are. this before. <laughs> you um, are. I'll go with the crowned clown for Ooh, my first. That's one. a good one. Nice that is one. a good one. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you <laughs> most I of you guys have watched it. Clown. I that's adored it. Good. Oh my gosh! Have you not watch watched it? It, it? Yeah, it's a good one. It's, it's amazing. A good one. It's, it's amazing. Really so this is a drama from 2019, and we actually covered it on Tebak because um, I had wanted to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, this is a perfect time. I'll just do an entire episode on it, and that'll force me to watch it." It is a remake of the 2012 movie Masquerade with uh, Lee Byung Un. And that movie and this show have the same premise, which is a Prince and the Pauper situation. The king is crazy and violent, Mm -hmm. aggressive, all the wrong things you don't want in a king. And he finds a lookalike who's a peasant and they switch and shit goes down. So basically (laughs) that is... (laughs) like a broad um what happens yeah. in the really ended by the lead yeah you go this is yes. the drama where if anybody says you and jingo can't act you show them mm-hmm. this drama and you're like oh he's a damn good actor yeah. like this like is the t- him acting against i still remember the scene of him acting with himself oh, yeah. oh. in the same yeah. room like you would never know this is the same person it's yeah wild. If you're looking at it's, them. it's wild. crazy how different these characters are and it's mm-hmm. done by the same guy it's absolutely yeah. nuts. i adore it i adore this yeah, show really i think good. it's 
at some point i was like they can't keep this going they do it's amazing do. it's, it's amazing. so good it's so, so good. good the queen is played by Issa young who has had a wonderful few years she was in the red sleeve love her she is currently in marriage contract a- parks, parks marriage, marriage contract yeah because yeah. i'm watching it and loving it i love so Issa young i feel like yeah. she's such an underrated actress but she's such a yeah. powerhouse and in this so you good. just fall in love with her you mm. totally understand like yelton gu's character and like what he's because he's supposed to be playing this mad king this really um sadistic person and then the peasant is nice he's he's wonderful he's a great king he's very compassionate and that's who the queen is starting to fall for so it's like oh my god like what's gonna happen so i adore this one i think it's super underrated i'm not sure why people don't watch this one and uh it's a firm historical so and if you don't feel like watching the show which is how many episodes is it 16 episodes 16 yeah you can watch the movie with Ipyogun and it's broad strokes, the same thing. And again, amazing performances, beautiful cinematography, and you'll get like the story basically in I, a nutshell. Yeah. I haven't watched the movie, but I have watched the drama and it's by far one of my favorite performances uh, from the male lead is this one. I yeah. really, really loved it. And this is the kind of character that I think he's just so good at because I've seen him in other things that are just like straight up romance and stuff like that. And he doesn't do as well in those type of roles, but this type of role, give him a historical, give him like a really complex character for yes. him to sink his teeth into. And that's where he shines, I think. He left no meat on the bone. Nothing. It was all done. Like, Nothing. yeah, right. he really yeah, yeah. left no crumbs. It was amazing. Yeah. So Crown Clown, that was Crown my Clown. first one. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so we've had our first round and now it's uh, back to me again. Now, I chose a drama called, this is a youth drama, so we're going to go into the youth genre now, and this is called To Fly With You, uh, not to be confused with the 2023 When I Fly Towards You, different dramas, okay, <laughs> different dramas. <laughs> Look, the Chinese are the worst for naming their, you know, dramas in general, um, because they basically... Um, they just give their, all of their dramas the same name. And it's really annoying because I was talking to somebody who does speak Mandarin and she's like, the Chinese titles are so beautiful. They're so like lyrical and all of that. And I'm like, why can't we have this thing? And uh, yeah, so there we go. So this one is kind of an enemies to lovers youth drama and basically our i'm actually going to read the no i'm not it's really long mdl description so i'm just gonna like <laughs> describe it so basically the male lead is played by wang and Yu, who when this episode first part comes out you will be able to see him in the currently airing the last immortal with zao lushi the xianxia that's starting up this week and the female lead is the female lead i i had i was like am i gonna mention this drama because basically she's been cancelled because she didn't pay her taxes and this is the female lead her name is song zu r and she plays the female lead in this and basically he is a um 
a oh my god he's a like ice hockey player no he's a figure skater he's a figure skater and she's like a fast uh skate ice skating person thing i'm gonna read the mdl description because this is really hard a speed skater speed skater yeah that's the word <laughs> a speed skater so but the mdl description reads uh shan Zangyi, a girl who loved ice skating has found her goal after participating and advancing in a winter sports competition behind her mother's back she decides to try entering the zoo fang sports club in order to become a professional short track speed skater from not having experienced professional training she undergoes tough challenges both physically and mentally and finally succeeds in entering the club however she faces new challenges learning professional techniques cooperating with her teammates and also dealing with her mother's opposition an old incident involving zhang yi and her mother as well as her coach zhang yu was also unveiled in the process with the encouragement of her close friend xiao bei shang from the figure skating team she overcomes these obstacles and wins the trust of her teammates becoming the black horse of the competition season so basically he is it's reversed because in these types of dramas the female lead tends to be the figure skater and all of that but not in this one he's the figure skater and she's like the speed skater and they start off as enemies and through shenanigans they end up in like a contract relationship you know fake relationship and it develops into them becoming friends and the reason why i love this so much is that they have real challenges but they become each other's like biggest supporters in you know in their corresponding um corresponding sports and they just kind of like support each other throughout it so i really really loved it it's one of those uh youth dramas that doesn't really get talked about very much because none of it is set in high school everything is set in college so they're all in university uh so they're slightly older and yeah and also this also has like a little bit of a found family because the teams themselves become found families within each other so yeah that that's my uh my choice and it's pretty available everywhere like it's on we tv it's on yoku it's on vicky so there's you know plenty of places to watch it, it feels like I... that movie the cutting edge yes exactly yes 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 but i just i loved like the role reversal and the ice skating in this is so so beautiful it's so so beautiful yes they do have so the male lead did do some of the stunts on the ice skating but when it comes to like the more complicated stuff they do have like a body double do an actual like figure skater do it but you don't even realize, like, you barely realize that it's not the actor doing it. It was done really, really well. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think it was, it's one of those where they start off very fun and very bickering between each other. They they just, like, butt heads straight away. And then, like, you add in the trope of, like, a fake relationship. And I'm like, I this is me all over. It's youth. It's fake relationship. And then, like, their growth, by the end of it, they're completely different characters and they're, like, truly ready to be adults um, in that sense. So, yeah, that's my pick to fly with you. Not this to is be right up my alley. This is right. Oh, I literally want to start that tonight. I'm like, fake <laughs> dating? And, like, yeah. and actually, um, the, the romance one I, I have is, it's kind of completely similar to that with speed skating. So, like... <laughs> 
But um, what are the chances? <laughs> this one, and I don't think to fly with you. I can't remember how many episodes it is, but I don't think it's that long. Let me look it up to fly with you. I don't think it's that long. Um, let me just double check. Oh, it, it's it's thirty five episodes, but yeah, that's but not bad. It's not, yeah, bad. It's not bad. And <laughs> also, and also, I feel like they do a lot of yes. There's a lot of them as a couple, and there's a lot of them like together. But there's a lot like that they struggle with individually to like get to where they want to be in terms of like their career paths and in terms of their sport. And there's a lot of chat about like how you only have a couple of years to like make it within this sport and like how how much of a toll it takes on your body and things like that. So I really really like all of that aspect and in general just like how they grew up together and how they become such supportive like bound you know rocks for each other um so yeah i really really loved it mm. so they, it's sold it's a sell it's sold. <laughs> i i'm surprised i haven't watched it because i was like oh i think i've had this on my list for a while yeah, but i just is, like, i didn't I... know about the fake dating so oh yeah, yeah your yeah, eyes yeah, lit yeah. up like yeah. when she said fake dating you were like <gasps> i'm sold <laughs> It's like, like I I love when characters like fake relationships, fake marriages. That's like so one of my fun. favorite tropes. It's so fun. But with these, because they bicker so much, it's just like it's great. They're bickering and their banter back and forth. It's just like I'm here for this. So, and it's the fact that it's like one of those rare youth dramas where it's all set in university. None of it is set in like high school, um, which I know a lot of people prefer over like the high school um, aspects. The characters, yes, they can still be a little bit childish every now and again, but it's more in the like uh, making fun of each other rather than them themselves. They're quite mature characters. So, and there is a whole story uh, behind the female leads like coach and her mother. There's a whole like backstory um there as well so yeah overall i really really liked this one so so yeah add it to your list <laughs> and then if you watch it come and chat to me because you know I you watched... know this is one that sounds like i'm going to be sending you voice memos yeah yeah yes <laughs> send me voice memos about it so becky what's your uh what's next up on your list Okay, I was going to do the Japanese drama, but now I really want to talk about another speed skating university <gasps> drama. <laughs> oh my god. Why not? Let's just all just watch speed skating dramas. Um, yes. <laughs> even Kaylin. <laughs> even Kaylin will drag But um, okay, have you guys seen um, Skate Into Love? I have. <laughs> yes, okay. I think I have. Let me just I look it not. up really fast. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Uh, it's Stephen Zhang and Janice Wu, I believe. Is it Janice Wu, her name? Yes. Yeah. I always, I, I keep wanting to ask beforehand what you guys no, think of them. No, no, I, I haven't. Remember. I haven't seen this one. It's on my list. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Um, so <laughs> it's basically the same um, as like what you were saying, except it's a little different. And the reason why it pulled me in, and it was just so fun to watch. So basically, it's set in university. Um, this guy is like a hockey star. Like he's he's the best in his hockey team. And this girl um, was like a speed skater, and then she stopped speed skating, and she wants to get back into it. But the only way she can use the rink is if she's like a part of the 
skating thing. So what she does is she shows up and she's like, hey, I want to apply for this position. That's when we find out, first of all, that like she knows the the hockey star, the one that can decide whether or not she gets the position or not. Like they're like childhood friends. And mm-hmm. she's so excited. She's like, oh, my gosh, my childhood friend. I haven't seen you in so long. Like uh-huh, get the uh-huh. position and his side, because you see his side when they were childhood friends, she liked to like pick on him and like bully him a lot because he was like a little younger so he's like I'm gonna get my revenge like I'm going to make her this like captain and and she's gonna do everything for me like I'm gonna get my revenge on how she used to treat me when we were younger this sounds so familiar I think I've watched one or two episodes of it it gets so fun because like basically he like she joins and she's all excited and then he's like get me my lunch like get me my breakfast like he's just (laughs) very it's like they bicker a lot they fight a lot but it's like cute like there's like because they're still kind of friends and it's just like so fun because just seeing these moments where like she she does all this to like get him his breakfast and then he gets it and he's like oh gives it to someone else (laughs) just gives it she's just getting so mad but then eventually um this is like I don't know if this is like a slight spoiler. It happens really like recent on something happens between these two. And then he like slowly starts to realize his feelings. So he's like slowly just like doing all these really cute things for her. And then he's like, why am I doing this? And then it's, it's basically like they're enemies at first and then they become friends. And then they're all like, you know, then the lovers part happens obviously because romance, but um it's just really cute. I liked the second um, couple too. Like they're just so fun. It's just such a nice, fun little university story of them just like, like finding each other again and then just falling in love. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I think I've watched it twice now. Um, but then also it, it's her journey with like skating as well. So she's starting to get back into it and really enjoying it. And then he's doing all his games and like, so it kind of gets into the sports aspect, but I, I liked it a lot. It was cute. So yeah, check out check out Skate in the Love. I've definitely watched at least the first yeah. episode of this show. It is it is a lot of fun. And to me, it's like really good. anything that Steven Zang is in, I was like, sign me up. Sign me up. He's Steven a really Zang. Yeah. Same. He's from Yeah. Goa. Oh, he's got such a pretty face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's he's like from dramas for like Go Ahead and The Day of Becoming You. And the thing is, he's one of those actors. He can do serious, he can do heavy stuff, but he can nail comedy like nobody's business as well. So he's like, I really, really like him as an actor. Um, I just wish he needs that like really, really big drama to sort of chuck him into, you know, um, sort of the limelight a bit more because i feel like he deserves that he's gonna be in nirvana and fire season three next year oh that's what mdl says that's interesting that might that might uh, be one that you know i know a lot of people are excited for that um for nirvana and fire i just Uh, also, I just think no, he's such ahead. a talented actor. Mm. Like, I think we talked about the day of becoming you. He literally plays like it's a body switching one. I love and the day of you becoming literally, you. Literally, it feels like they switch bodies. You're like, how did they do that? Because the acting is so phenomenal that mm. I just became a, a like lifelong fan of him. So anything he's You in. can <laughs> tell straight away when they've swapped bodies. It's, it's, it's so just good. Un- so good. So good. His comedic timing is 
brilliant um yeah i love that one um so yeah that's kate into love from becky caitlin let's jump into murder what it was yes <laughs> crime jumping so what's, what's uh, your next pick <laughs> my next pick is a classic so i'm sure a lot of people have seen this one and that is stranger mm-hmm. um you stranger. can't talk about you know stranger I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Stranger. Really? Really? It's on season two. I haven't watched it. And you're doing a spinoff next year. They have a spinoff next year? They have a spinoff with the kind of shady other lawyer coming out next year. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm so excited for. Um, It's also known as Secret Forest or Forest of Secrets if people don't know. Oh! It's the um, one with Bay Duna, isn't it? Yes, it's the one with Bay Duna, and it's the one with Cho Seung Sung Woo. Yeah. Um. So, for people who have not seen this, it's yeah. 2017. Uh, I think you can watch it on Viki. Uh, at the time it was on Netflix, but I can't remember if it's on Netflix anymore. Um. Anyway, so Cho Seung Woo plays a lawyer, a prosecutor, who undergoes surgery as a child because he had, like, violent outbursts. But that caused him to go in the opposite direction and kind of not have almost any emotions at all. So he's known as this prosecutor of being, like, very logical and very intelligent and doesn't have, like, any emotion... um, affecting his choices and his uh verdicts when it comes to prosecution um but he's also kind of ostracized due to his lack of emotion and he can't really um like he can't really pick up on social cues Mm -hmm. so he's Mm -hmm. very ostracized at the same time Mm -hmm. um But he also, because of this, he's very straight-laced. Like, he's one of the few prosecutors that have, like, never taken a bribe, never, like, just a very, very good prosecutor. Um, So one day, he basically gets roped into this investigation of um, victims who... I think we're being stabbed. I think that's the first ki- the first season is stabbing victims um, while he's like investigating along the side, like this corruption in this prosecution office that he works in. So then he meets Bay Duna, who is a lieutenant in the police force, and they kind of team up together and figure out this case and solve this like serial murder case that's going on. If I watch this for season five of Tabak, will you come on and uh, talk yeah. about Stranger? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll even Stranger I'll even rewatch season two for you too because oh. there's a season two. Um, I loved season two as well. Um, yeah, so there's a season one. It was 2017, and then season two came out in 2021. I want to say. It looks like it's on Netflix and Prime Video. Yeah, and Prime Video, it seems as well. Season two was 2020. Um, That's also a really, really good drama. Um, But it's more of a... I don't think... Like, it's still good. Season two is still good. But I think season one's better. Because um, in season two, 
Whereas in season one, you are like really getting the cops and the prosecutors working together. Season two is the opposite. Like you have distinct line of a prosecution versus the police force. Um, because they're trying, like, you have other characters that come in the season two that are trying to basically get their own power and use the prosecution and the police force to try and do that. But then again, it also includes corruption within season two. So he secretly investigates this corruption in season two as well. So it it was because of the fact that, like, the partnership in season one between Beyduna and this leading prosecutor guy was so good and the fact that half the season of season two they couldn't work together that was kind of a downer for me gotcha like you get these like stranger is one of these stories where you wish the leads had a romance because they have such great chemistry together but they don't and it's (laughs) maddening um (laughs) because even season two they don't have a chem they don't have a romance whatsoever but they uh have so much great chemistry together so like yeah the entire season one you're like why do they not just date um because it's kind of there's comedic aspects to it because he really just can has no social cues so it's kind of like sherlock holmes and watson right oh well now you're talking my language (laughs) so like the classic relationship of sherlock holmes and watson is watson is sherlock holmes is just super smart and like literally only has room in his brain to do like basically the things he's interested in can't pick up on social cues like is really just not all the way there and then watson is like his human interpreter and kind of brings that empathy into the relationship yeah this is basically stranger like you have um the prosecutor guy who even though he's really nice when you actually get to know him, he just cannot pick up on social cues and is just very blunt and just says what he wants. And everybody's like, well, he can't really like, like, you know how like Korea is very much into respecting the elders and like yeah, there's yeah, a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care. <laughs> but kind of like, he doesn't really fathom that relationship. Like he doesn't understand why he has to follow it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and over time you really know you really understand the fact that like it, it's not the fact he lacks emotion like the surgery didn't really take away his emotion it's just like it like he's extremely reserved like he basically got a lobotomy in a yeah way. he got lobotomized basically yeah in a way so he still has the emotion he just like doesn't know like his brain can't interpret yeah. it and can't yeah. really so eventually he grows into that by with his relationship with Beyduna. Like Beyduna is his human interpreter saying like, you can't really say that. <laughs> like that's not, or like, this is what they meant by they, them saying that. Like they have just a really nice relationship. Like there's this, and she's so extroverted. She's the complete opposite. She like jokes around with him and he's like, Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't know if I've seen Beyduna in a role like that. Oh, I think badass cop in this like I think really Caitlin, funny uh, badass cop. i think caitlin has sold me on this now <laughs> i want to watch it it's good it's really really good because i haven't but now i really yeah. want to watch it i think it makes it sound like a, there's a lot of fun there to be had it is yeah. yeah um along with victims game i will say most of the stuff on my list are pretty violent i will tell you that yeah. right now 
um especially victims game they do they're not afraid of showing stuff mm. stranger they do show things it's not as violent as victims game i will tell you that right now yeah um but these are crime dramas so i will just i want to caveat my list yeah, yeah, yeah. because <laughs> there's there's a lot of dark themes yeah. um but even the supporting cast with stranger you have um oh my god what's her name she's in uh airing drama right now shin hey son uh, yes song yeah and then you have uh lee jun hook he's the like corrupt like kind of shady prosecutor who's getting his own spinoff which i'm very excited for um and then yeah it's just it's it's a classic korean drama that is just really solid and really good and yeah, yeah. that was my introduction to like both bae Duna and him so i i've been sold on this i definitely yes. want to check this one out now <laughs> So, okay, so I'm next. Yes, you are, Jess. What's <laughs> it? I feel like every time Jess's time comes up for her pick, she's just like, oh, God. <laughs> so for this one, I thought I... Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to choose Goodbye, My Princess from 2019. Have any of you guys seen that one? I it's a C not. drama. I have not. No. No, okay. I know. I know about it because it stars the same male lead from um, yes, the Sorry Love, Love, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, what's his name? His name is Tun Jing Shu. Yeah, I think. Okay, it is. Yeah. <laughs> How do I put this? This is a love story between a princess of western liang and she it lives in the central plains and she is very carefree and she doesn't have a lot of restrictions she's always out and about in the plains and they have all of these really great beautiful shots of her riding horseback with like the wind through her veil and like this bright red and like gold and it it is a really immaculate sort of presentation of this character and she falls in love with the crown prince of like, um, what is this? Uh, the crown prince of another nearby nation. Yeah. And how do I put this? Shit goes down. Like th they fall <laughs> in love. It's really deep. It's real. They get married and then shit goes down and you're kind of like, they can't be together. Mm. And she ends up taking a, um, they both end up taking, which is a very fantastical element that's like one of the only fantastical elements in the show they take like a um a forgetfulness potion or yeah, something yeah. like that and then they start over and they're both like now they're married after the whole fiasco and it's like will they remember will they fall in love again blah 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 and it's very high stakes very emotional extremely ang angsty and i've fucking loved it i was like, like living sounds, I, I i'm like this sounds exactly like jess's cup of tea i was and it's I've also heard this sort of, is like really sad which is why yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, so yeah. Sad. same same i've heard it's so tragic Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah if the, if the name didn't tip you off goodbye yeah. my princess i true. don't know what to tell he's you he's going to work he's gonna come back <laughs> because he's i mean it's sad because she 
you can see her like falling for him again and him falling for her but he's got his own agenda his political agenda and he's trying to do certain things and she like once I don't even want to spoil it but it is truly like the tension just keeps rising throughout the show and there's not there's a little reprieves here and there where you're like maybe they can make it work but then you're like I don't think so like it's a lot has happened and I won't say like what he does in the first um quarter of the show or whatever that like derails the whole thing but it is you're like you're wondering yourself like would I be able to rebound after this happened to me and I'm like I don't know but it's very well acted again and again stunning like everything is stunning the costuming is stunning the sets are stunning and I don't know if this is everyone's cup of tea and I walked in not knowing anything like I didn't read any reviews I just saw it on a platform one day and I was like that seems cool and I pressed play (laughs) and I could not get enough of it I was like this (laughs) is gonna break my heart into a million pieces and I can't wait so (laughs) (laughs) I think it's everywhere I think it's on Vicky Netflix Prime is what it's saying on my drama list but again this is not for everyone if you're here for a happy ending if you're here for warm and fuzzies no don't watch this show <laughs> i added it to my list but now i'm just like quickly <laughs> just, just you're gonna the thing quick. is you're gonna fall in love with them like you're gonna be like invested in their relationship you're gonna be heartbroken by the decisions that he because he's like constantly making like bad decisions and like trying to keep her like mm. but there's no way that like i don't you once see, a certain thing happens you're like fuck this is not gonna turn out good see i can i can watch this type of drama as long as i'm very aware that you know i need to have it in my brain that it's not gonna be happy that it's not gonna be but it's also one of those dramas that i don't think i could ever binge i need to like pace myself with it I bet you yeah. binged it. You binged it, didn't you? I Jess? don't I don't remember if I binged it or if it was just like one or two episodes every night until yeah, yeah, it was yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But holy shit. Like this is one that nobody ever talks about. And again, people are really averse to unhappy endings. Like that's just across the board. That's what I find. And I don't mind it if it's yeah, always supposed if mm-hmm. the story is Shakespearean, then I'm like, yeah, like that's that if tracks. it suits the story, yes. then I don't want a happy ending on something that clearly isn't supposed to have a happy ending. So it's like yeah. it's like the whole debate of till the end of the moon and that ending. It's like, come on, guys, that was never <laughs> going to be flowers and you know rainbows at the end. Right, so. right. <sighs> so I hesitated putting this on my list, but I really think it's great. It's fantastic. I loved it. You should, like, the thing is, you should put it on your list. But as long as it comes with, like, the warning that, look, guys, this is what the drama is. I don't know what to tell. Yeah, you know what you're signing up for. So, you know, people can't go holler at you. You've warned them. I've warned you guys. I will never, I will never, if it's, like, if it has an unhappy ending, I'll just be like, hey, it has an unhappy ending. Heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus... You should watch it definitely, blah blah yeah. blah, and like sell it, and then somebody watches it and they're like, "Why? What? What, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, which has happened to me. I hate so, when that happens when people just that. like 
That happened to me and I'll never let it happen to somebody else. I had Miguel. I don't know if you guys have heard Miguel on the podcast, but he's one of my OG K drama friends. And he was like, you should watch something happened in Bali. It's amazing. You should watch that show. Caitlin knows. Caitlin knows. And I was like, oh, really cool. So I watched it. Traumatized. Traumatized for life. Oh, my God. For For life. life? For life. It's one of those. It's one of those where I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like I had, I was gagged, gagged, gagged. Caitlin, you understand like that ending is. Oh, yeah. The relationship. warned about that ending. It was like haunted house. Like they, he literally was like, this is a great, um, this is like, it's a small world. It's so great. And you go in and it's a haunted house. Oh that is what God. happened with something happened to Bali. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I had no words. I was like, I am never taking your suggestions again, Mago. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give me a heads up. That's all I need. Just a heads up and then I'm cool. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you can be emotionally prepared. Exactly. Not exactly. blindsided. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Sorry. I also, like, I was blindsided because no one, no one warned me, but I was still like, wow, that's so great. But, but, but you love angst, like the I do. more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. So that's Jess's choice. And then we're, I think, yeah, we're back to me again, aren't we? So the next one, guys, I have a Korean drama. No. I do. I do. I do. And I, I, I thought about it and I was like, no, I need to put this one in because it's such an underrated drama. It's one that barely anybody kind of like talks about and it fits in with the theme. It's not a youth drama, but it fits in with like the found family drama and Mm -hmm. it's called Idol the Coop. Have any of you watched it? You talked about that on the, on the Duna episode that we did together. Yeah. And that's where it kept, like I remembered it and I was like I need to kind of like mention this one in an episode because I just feel like it's a really really underrated drama so basically I'm gonna read the MDL synopsis because it's so short and it says a story about a failed idol group's last journey and their desperate attempts to prevent disbandment cotton candy only needs a one-time hit to save their group but it's not as easy as it sounds everything is going wrong for cotton candy but the members can't let go of their friendship and dreams so basically the story is about these uh i think there's five members in a group called cotton candy and they tried and they had like at the beginning they had a little bit of success but the company has kind of like given up on them and they are floundering they are like you know working part-time jobs and just doing other things to be able to survive at this point because you know the company isn't really pumping any resources into them and you know they are basically facing disbandment at this point and basically what happens is like the leader of cotton candy basically goes into their company and she's like fine we will in this x amount of time we will get a number one hit on like one of those you know korean music bank type shows we will get a number one hit and after that we're gonna split up after that that's it for us and it's their journey of basically like working really hard to get and achieve that number one hit and i love like the cotton candy group just like their whole group and like their found family and this drama deals with things like such as sessings it deals with stalkers it deals with like what it takes to be an idol what it takes to keep 
being an idol of that like standard and also how important it is that your company kind of like believes in you and sees results from you because otherwise they stop pumping money into you and as long as that happens that's it like you are on your own a little bit so I really, really, really loved this one. It's one of those that I feel like flew under the radar a lot because at the time it wasn't available anywhere. It was only available on iQIYI and, you know, a lot of people at that time, they had no clue what iQIYI even was because this was a Korean drama. What the heck is it doing it like on a Chinese uh, platform? So a lot of people didn't watch it because they simply didn't know where it was available or, you know, anything like that. But I I just really, really loved like the cotton candy. And also on the other hand, you have this really big boy group and they're doing really well. They're bringing all the money into the company and it's um like, you know, they kind of like go head to head, uh, but the boy group and the girl group, they kind of like get together and there's like relationships being formed and things like that. So, and it's even that, it's even the tenacity behind these five women to then, they said, they're saying to the company we will break up but before we do we will get like that number one it's like it's them doing it on their own terms as opposed to doing it on the company's terms so you're just rooting so much for the group as a whole to get that number one so yeah that's like i i thought about it and i was like this does fit like my theme because all of them are like a found family in a sense they have like the closest bond i think that they can have and you see all of the hard work that they've put into it and everything that they do to sort of like get together so i yeah i i just had to talk about this one because i feel like it's one of those that you know isn't really mentioned a lot of the time but mm -hmm. i feel like it's a really good drama um in that aspect and also i think it's only 12 episodes so it's like a shorter uh k drama so i felt like the story was really really tight and i was really happy with the ending as well so so yeah i like uh, music dramas yeah i yeah, do too yeah. i think i remember seeing clips of that one but mm. i when i saw some of the clips i was like oh i don't think i like the one part that i saw but so now that i know though that it's like more wholesome and it has a happy ending i definitely mm. want to check it out because the clips I saw, I was like, this is, I'm not quite sure there how is, I feel. <laughs> like I said, there is like heavier themes handled within the drama. Uh, they really do go into what is behind the curtain of, you know, being a K-pop idol, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. They really did push into that area. Um, and what Jess was saying is I did mention this in like the Daybuck Doona episode because I was like, I know it can be this good and like it just wasn't like Duna just wasn't because Duna was lacking lacking I could only watch one episode of that one I oh, oh bless you oh bless you never watched it never watched it <laughs> well, the, the webtoon was you know but I don't know it was a disappointment to me yeah yeah so you know if you want a, a good k-pop idol kind of drama this one is it and it's all about like you know female empowerment in a sense and also it's quite fun they do like a lot of you know how um boy groups kind of like get a lot more than what girl groups get um mm -hmm. so i i just really really enjoyed it i really they do they do talk about like some heavy things like i said there's a stalker situation there is you know one of the girls has a problem with like an eating disorder and things like that so there is like 
heavy topics but mm. i think that the wholesomeness of it is like the five of them they are so close to each other and they support each other like nobody's business because nobody but them know what they're going through um so i think you know that's why i loved it so much uh at the time and i was like this is the perfect episode for me to mention it in because i just feel like it fits that vibe of found family um because it's them like coming together and sort of working through things together uh so yeah that, that that's why i picked this one so so yeah that's the why. last music k-drama that i watched i feel like it was I feel like it was imitation and I really, really like that show. Mm. I remember going on TikTok and socials and I was like, oh, people didn't like imitation. Great. That's another one that I thought was really good and like people were slamming it. <laughs> but that one, I liked it because it had to do with scandal sort of derailing the dreams of mm. some of these young up and coming groups and it's like the girl group had a scandal with one of the members and then that was like on their debut day and they never could get that mojo back and so now they're trying to restart their their k-pop career and then the boy group that's in there they had they lost a member or something like that to suicide Mm, yeah or a friend of the group or something like that he committed suicide it it was was extremely emotional it was the yeah. leader of that group that uh, committed And I was like, time. this is yeah. really, I thought it was well handled and, and they sort of go into like the toxicity of the lifestyle and the scandals mm-hmm. and the way that they are not really supported and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed Imitation and it was very wholesome as well. Yeah. But I, a lot of people didn't. <laughs> I liked Imitation. Uh, I don't think I finished it, though. I think it was like when I was like moving, so I just didn't get a chance mm, to finish it. Yeah, but it's yeah, also yeah. based off of a manga that I really liked, too. Um, but I the, the scene that stuck with me in Imitation was like the fact that like what you guys were saying, like all the groups struggled so much and they they worked so hard to get where they were. And I think it was, there was an episode where like the girls finally had their, they could debut again, but it's like mm-hmm. the second time. And they and get the cut. music, oh my gosh, yeah. the music like cut off and then we were yeah. like so worried, but then they just continued singing. And then that yeah. was what made them go viral. That was very, uh, that scene stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I, oh yeah. And the, the music was really good in it too. It was. I do feel and there was like a ton a of, of real people. idols in it too. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of the the better idol dramas I would say, but I didn't finish it, so really I don't know the ending. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was good. Gotta was gotta good. go back yeah. to that one. Yeah, but uh, with this one, don't take the net. Like, I mean, Cotton Candy is necess- definitely not the best of names, but they are far from like the uh, Cotton Candy. And I love the fact that they just like, you know, take their future into their own hands and they're like, fine, you want to disband us? We'll disband, but we're doing this our way. And, you know, before then we'll get our number one. So it's like I that's like it. the basic setup for I it. Like it. And too. it's just like five women they're going they're basically saying if we're going to go down we're going to go down you know kicking and screaming and we'll do it our way basically and on our terms and i just love it because like the fight back that they have with the company is it's it's great it's great because the company just keeps pushing and pushing and they're like we're we're not taking it so i i just loved it i really really did so so yeah becky idol the coop idol the coop 
I, which I is added a really, it. <laughs> it's a, it's one of those names that I'm like, but it makes sense because they are idols and they are, you know, doing a coup, I suppose. So, yes. So, yeah. Becky, They're revolting. Is, they are. They definitely revolt. Becky, what's up on your next choice? Okay. So I am a huge fan of cohabitation dramas. Oh, like, oh, tell me, oh, tell oh me. I love you cohabitation just, All you have to do is be like, hey, there's a cohabitation. I'm like, just give me the name. Just let me write it down. Give me one second. Mm. Um, so I recently found this one. It did come out, though, in like 2021. So it's a Japanese drama. I don't know if you guys have watched it. It's called Why I Dress Up for Love. Uh, I've never even list. heard of it. I think it's on I've my list. started it, but I haven't finished it yet. It is, I was like, so I just saw like an edit or something and I'm like, hold on, cohabitation, I'm in, started watching it. I was so pleasantly surprised by this drama. I just like want to talk because it was just, it was so well done. So, okay. So basically the, the main character, the woman, she is like a social media manager and that's her whole life for her job. So she's just like constantly updating the social media page for her job and just doing all kinds of things. And she gets in a situation where she needs to find a place to live. And she has a friend who's like a chef and they're like, oh yeah, you can stay like in my house. Cause I'm going to be like going abroad for this like chef's program. Mm. She's like amazing. She shows up in this house. And I believe she thinks that it's just going to be like her. And then you find out it's just like a bunch of roommates. And I really like the, the drama and how it portrays like all of the different characters we get to see, like, this is an adult drama. Like they're, they're like older. They all have their professional jobs. One of them's like a psychologist, uh, like a virtual psychologist. Another one is an artist. Another one has a food truck and you get to see them all kind of like, well, one, obviously there's romance because the, the one guy and her um, start to, living together, having a lot of really cute moments and slowly falling in love, but it's just, it's done so well. And they, they do cover a lot of interesting topics because, you know, she's always glued to her phone for her job. Mm -hmm. And the guy is very carefree, laid back. He owns his food truck, opens whenever he wants. And he's like, put down your phone, like live in the moment. Let's do Mm -hmm. this. And it like shows so many different things like within each character's lives and then them kind of getting intertwined together but like I just have to tell you just like this one small scene it happens right in the beginning so I just need to tell you so like they don't get along at first in fact she like because they're complete like opposites like he's like put down your phone she's like no I have to do my business I have to do my things and then one night they end up like drinking a little just hanging out just and then and then they end up kissing and then they're like it's because we live together we don't actually there's no feelings here like we don't and then the rest (laughs) of the drama is them being like awkward around each other just like being like like slowly becoming friends and then they're like okay maybe there's something there and it's just the way they like interact like the chemistry that they have like oh it's so good like they're just like out of fire and she's on her phone and he just like takes her phone and then holds her hand just so she's not like on her phone phone. it is so good and then like like I said it just it covers a lot of topics with like the the characters like the artist like she's she's struggling and then the psychologist like he has um like a patient that ends up getting so it like it goes into the different stories and how they help each other and they really like grow together and it was just it was so beautiful and obviously like a big part of the story is like 
the girl like has an addiction to like social media and she really relies on it and then something ends up happening and her like roommates are there to help her through it whereas Mm -hmm. like normally she would be alone and it's just I loved it it was so good um and yeah that's my that's my romance recommendation I remember I I remember you spoke about this on TikTok and actually I remember I've watched episode one of this and the only reason I didn't continue wasn't because I didn't like it. It's because I got slammed with Chinese dramas and it was like Chinese dramas that I wanted to sort of talk about. And I was like, I can't, you know, keep up with it. But I do want to go back and finish this one up because I think it's pretty short as well. Like the first episode is. is like an hour long, but then all of the others are, you know, 40 minutes long or stuff like that. And I think, is it 10 episodes long uh, altogether? Let's see. I, I binged it in like two days, I think. Yeah, I think it is. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. I, it's on Vicky because that's where I started watching it. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to go back and uh, finish this one up because um, I did like what I saw out of it. I just, you know, got slammed with other dramas and couldn't, you know, couldn't go back. But it sounds like a lot of fun, and I just love cohabitation in general. That's one of the other tropes that I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. They're my favorite. So, <laughs> that is your pick and that's it guys we've come to the end of the first part we've been here for a while that's uh you know our first kind of choices and we're gonna come back for part two and record you know all of the everything else that we've got left to say plus honorable mentions that i'm sure jess is gonna need jess is like (laughs) i need those honorable mentions (laughs) not for nothing but i got i got some honorable mentions takes out a scroll (laughs) (laughs) is it it that uh hometown almost that hometown cha-cha-cha um you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed this first part. Please come back next week uh, for more recommend, well, recommendations and just you know chaos and just hearing uh, us talk about dramas that we love. And we shall see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Want to find an Asian drama community? Then join the Tea and Soju Discord server, where we chat everything from C dramas to K dramas to J dramas. To chat with me, check out any of the socials. Please help the podcast by rating, viewing, and subscribing wherever you listen to help others find this little corner. Lastly, consider joining Patreon to further support the podcast and receive extra content. All of the links are in the episode description. That's it. This has been another episode of the tea and so drew c drama podcast i'm your host liliana and i'll see you next week for more c drama chatter